Welcome to ALC Pan-African Radio's Education Program. The Education Program is a radio production by African Leadership Center Fellows based at the Center, where they analyze diverse issues on peace and security in Africa. Sudan continues to face political and economic challenges following the removal of President Omar al-Bashir in the Sudanese revolution of 2019. This coincided with increased violence involving paramilitary forces in Darfur, in the west of the country, and Abyei towards the south, as well as ongoing anti-government demonstrations in Khartoum. Since the ousting of Prime Minister Hamdouk, Sudan's military and paramilitary elite have battled to preserve order as the country's economic collapse and humanitarian crises worsen. The Transitional Sovereign Council has pledged elections to complete the transition in 2023, but no date has been specified yet. Keenan Bryden Govender, an associate fellow at the African Leadership Center, with a research interest in conflict management and post-conflict transformation, discusses how the poor implementation of the Juba Agreement for Peace poses a significant threat to security sector reform in Sudan. Well, the main obstacles are sort of objective conditions of situation in Sudan. We uh, haven't had a functional government since the military coup of 25 October. Uh, the economic situation, the security situation are deteriorating and tensions are building up. All this makes the situation more challenging and more difficult, not so much for us, but for the ordinary Sudanese, but it also creates a sense of urgency. And most stakeholders, not all of course, are increasingly seeing the need to solve the situation through dialogue. That was Volker Perthes, Special Representative of the Secretary General for Sudan and Head of the United Nations Integrated Transition Assistance Mission in Sudan. In 2023, the Transitional Military Government of Sudan, referred to as the Sovereignty Council, is confronted by a plethora of security issues. These issues have mostly all been foreseen and negotiated through the Juba Agreement for Peace. The JPA was concluded in October 2020 between Sudan's transitional government and multiple armed groups. It was a significant milestone for Sudan in its post-revolution transition to civilian-led democracy. It unambiguously defined, among other key issues, security, solution-driven priorities, and frameworks by which to accomplish security arrangements between the military establishment and various armed groups. Indeed, the inadequate implementation of the JPA poses the most significant challenge to security sector governance in Sudan. It is becoming increasingly clear that the intensification in intercommunal violence in Darfur and the two areas of Blue Nile and South Kordofan, among other significant security sector issues, can be attributed to the poor implementation of the JPA. Increased intercommunal violence in Darfur and the two areas represents a significant impediment to human security. Between August and November of 2022, 300 civilians died in intercommunal clashes. In addition to this direct threat to personal security, other categories of human security, including food security and community security, are also threatened. 
In November of the same year, 32,800 persons were displaced due to intercommunal violence in Kordofan and Darfur states, with all regions of Darfur ranking among the most food insecure in Sudan, largely exacerbated by the fact that Darfur, Kordofan, and Blue Nile states host the majority of internally displaced persons in Sudan. It is contended that economic and political exclusion may create fertile grounds for intercommunal violence. This is evident in the affected communities through both unarmed and armed civilians. They are usually pastoralists, farmers, and herders who engage in violent contestations over land for farming and herding, as well as the extensive displacement and feelings of political and societal exclusion by certain tribes. Further, in instances of intercommunal violence, it is also important to analyze the reason for a breakdown in cooperation within the community. In the case of the affected communities, the failure to implement key provisions of the JPA, according to the negotiated tracks, created a breakdown of trust within the community and between the community and the security governance structure established by the Sovereignty Council. One such key provision was the integration of armed groups into the military and other security sector institutions. Title II of the JPA, the Darfur Track, stipulates that specialized armed group members shall be absorbed into unified military units. Further, the JPA calls for the creation of a joint high council to supervise this procedure. The JPA also stipulates the criteria that must be met for persons to be eligible for integration. All the other titles of the JPA concerning the integration of troops contain identical provisions to Title II. The slow implementation of this provision by signatories hampers security sector reform in post-revolution Sudan. This is because the inclusion of non-statutory security forces is essential for the effective reform of security sector governance. Furthermore, a restructuring of the security apparatus to integrate former opposition combatants is an imperative element of security sector reform in post-conflict societies. This aids in preventing a security vacuum, which can also be seen through the inability of the signatories of Title II of the JPA to ensure that a new 12,000-member Darfur security force be constituted within 90 days of this agreement. The force will undertake to ensure positive peace in Darfur. Half of this contingent was to come from armed groups, with the rest coming from the military and rapid support forces paramilitary. Notably, the integration of the rapid support forces into a unified force would avail the concerns of community members regarding their direct involvement in intercommunal violence. Additionally, pushing for the integration of the rapid support forces into a unified force will require major political changes to occur, as some actors are not always acquiescent to integration and regulation unless militarily defeated or subjected to a robust political process. Either way, the inability to enact this integration process represents a major impediment to the implementation of the JPA. Moreover, the integration of forces, which as I've alluded to is a key element of security sector governance, contributes to a wider aspirational agenda for refashioning the state. Another key driver of the breakdown within and outside the community was a breakdown in trust between the community and the Sovereignty Council following the October 2021 coup. 
This breakdown is further exacerbated by two major rebel groups continuing to hold out on the signing of the JPA and in engaging in dialogue with the Sovereignty Council. This is due to severe mistrust or reluctance to negotiate with the military establishment. Rather, the groups would prefer to engage in civilian-led structures according to a constitutional charter. Through the expressed desire of civilians, armed groups, and the holdout groups to the JPA for democratic security sector governance, a return to the path towards civilian democracy as outlined in the JPA is essential to realizing this. Indeed, the preconditions for democratic security sector governance require that state security apparatus be accountable to elected civil authorities, which see relations between civilians and the military based on a precisely formulated hierarchy of authority with an unambiguous respect for human rights. This essential requirement is envisaged in Article 25 of Title II and Article 52 of Title III of the JPA, which calls for a joint high military committee in Darfur and the two areas respectively. Realizing the essential provisions of the JPA would contribute to achieving a just, comprehensive and durable peace for Darfur, the two areas and all of Sudan, which is expressly a general provision of the JPA. Further negotiations and workshops will be required to fine tune certain provisions of the JPA. This is because of the complications brought by divergence of support for the JPA due to the October 2021 coup. Communities which suffer from intercommunal violence often share the characteristics of top-down power structures, contestations over land, and a breakdown in communal cooperation. The full adoption of the prescripts of the JPA related to security, land, and transitional arrangements in Darfur and the two areas could help mitigate these issues. That was Keenan Bryden Govender, an associate fellow at the African Leadership Center from South Africa. Thank you for listening to ALC Pan-African Radio Education Program. For feedback on this and other programs, please visit our website at www.alcafricanradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Radio ALC and on Facebook, ALC Radio, numeral number one.